0: why today we are having this uh, specific meeting. We will also be hearing from the provinces with regards to the very same issues. And that is now, as a word of welcome, we want to welcome all of you to this specific meeting. Once again, particularly since we are from constituency period, where I'm glad with a kind of, of vigor that the NCOP programs are being unfolding, particularly after the two days workshop that was quite informative, and that actually led us in a specific direction with regards to the deepening of our understanding of our oversight responsibility. So since we are here now, let us welcome everyone. And let us now welcome the, the chairperson of the NCOP, the Honorable Comrade Putambi, uh, Amos Masondo, to do the opening remarks. Over to you, chairperson. <coughs> Thank, Thank you very much. Here. Uh, Deputy Chairperson, and greetings uh, to everybody and everyone.
1: Uh, Program Director, Deputy Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, Honorable Sylvia Lucas, Minister of Transport, Honorable Mbalula, House Chairpersons, Honorable Weningweya, Honorable Chomoniambi, Chief Whip of the National Council of Provinces, Honorable Seiso Muayi, Honorable Permanent Special Delegates, representatives of the South African Local Government Association, SALGA, ladies and gentlemen. Program Director, transport is a crucial drive of economic growth. As a result, it plays an essential role in poverty reduction the transport industry helps to facilitate the movement of goods and services at municipal provincial national regional and global levels which in turn helps to promote and strengthen economic growth i therefore welcome with appreciation the opportunity to make the opening remarks on the occasion of the minister, ministerial briefing on mitigating the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on the transport industry. This ministerial briefing has been organized in order to equip us as the public representatives with information so as to be able to fully understand the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on, on the country. The information should assist us Firstly, to assess the implementation of the, of the measures put in place in terms of the disaster management act and their effect. And secondly, to assist to assess what is required to achieve the government's commitment of turning the country, the country's economy around. As members are aware, The national global response to the spread of the coronavirus required the implementation of measures that were intended to prevent infection and to slow transmission. These included the observance of hygiene etiquette, social distancing rules, implementation of community-contained measures, and the lockdown strategy. In the case of South Africa's transport industry, the Minister of Transport was required to issue directions in accordance with, with the regulations made under the Disaster Management Act of 2000 and, 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 uh, uh, 2020. These directions were in respect
2: of uh, uh, domestic air uh,
1: travel, rail bus services, taxi services, e-hailing services, and private vehicles. The Minister was also required to set out the health protocols that must be adhered to and steps that to be followed for the limitation of the exposure to the virus of members of 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 the public when using public transport. Given the nature of these interventions, it was unavoidable that the COVID-19 pandemic would cause untold damage to the transport sector. It is reported that at the height of the pandemic, the transport industry suffered an unprecedented fall in passenger numbers, and between 60% and 90% globally. It is still not clear how this sector will fully recover from such a huge and devastating impact. Needless to say, our governments rely on the transport infrastructure as the means to accelerate economic recovery and growth. In the case of South Africa, such economic recovery must take into account the fact that the National Development Plan regards transport as an enabler for economic development. As a consequence, it makes the following assumptions. Quote, moving towards 2030, South Africa's transport system will support economic development, job creation and growth, provide equitable access to opportunities and services for all and reducing poverty. Emphasis will be placed on total system efficiency to maximise the strengths of different modes, cut inefficiencies and reduce disparities with the least environmental, social and economic cost cost. Close quote. Towards this end, the Department of Transport has sought to provide a policy framework, regulation and implementation models in the following areas. Point, ensuring competitive transport costs. Point, safety and security improvement. Point, reducing infrastructure backlogs. Point, improving access. And point, and reduce time in transit. It is therefore important for us, as the public representatives, who are charged with the constitutional duty to oversee the executive in the different spheres of government, to be apprised of the extent to which the COVID-19 pandemic would impact the pursuit of these goals. In the same breath, it is worth noting that infrastructure investment and deliver is one of the priority interventions of the country's economic reconstruction and recovery, and recovery plan. The plan, which was unveiled by the President of the Republic to a joint sitting of Parliament in October last year, sets out a, a reconstruction and recovery plan for the South African economy that is aimed at stimulating equitable and inclusive growth. The plan points out that as part of prioritizing infrastructure, infrastructure development, for network industries, the modernization of light and public transport will receive immediate attention. This
2: will include the implementation of the following. Reversing delays in metro rail
1: modernization, including prioritizing prioritizing the refurbishment of the line in Tuane and the central line in Cape Town. Ensuring improved efficiencies at ports, entry, protecting passenger and flight infrastructure from vandalism, arson, and other crimes. And fast tracking, the approval, the approved inter-integrated inter- public transport networks in five cities, providing support for the taxi industry, the development of the smaller harbors project, and the rollout of, of a labor-intensive labor rural roads asset network using alternative technologies, as well as local supply and value chains. This reinforces the fact that transport is an important tool for development and the transformation of our society. Therefore, the transport industry is critical in the realization of the principle contained in the freedom charter that, quote, the people shall share in the country's wealth, close quote. Given the fact that economic activities cannot take place without the infrastructure base, the transport sector provides the necessary wheels for the building of a more equal society, in which all can find decent work and enjoy a sustainable livelihood. Program Director, I wish to thank you for affording me this opportunity to make these opening remarks. I'm looking forward to the deepening of the conversation on matters that are to remain to the goal of achieving accelerated economic growth in spite of the challenges
0: and circumstances we continue to face. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson of the NCOP for that opening remarks. And once again, confirming that everyone is welcome. We will now uh, give the Honorable Minister Fikile April Mbalula an opportunity to do the ministerial briefing on the specific topic that have been chosen today.
3: Over to you, Honorable Mbalula. Uh, Thank you, uh, Chairperson. We are faced with challenges of uh, load shedding where I am. I hope the electricity will come back. Uh, Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, uh, Honorable Masondo. Deputy Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, Honorable Sylvia Lucas members of the Executive Councils responsible for transport from all our provinces, honorable members of the National Council of Provinces, ladies and gentlemen. In March 2020, President Ramaphosa declared a national state of disaster, leading to a hard lockdown that was followed by easing of restrictions as the country navigated through different alert levels. The economic impact of these restrictions was unprecedented, with the transport sector being one of those who bore the brunt of the pandemic. South Africa borders six other nations, four of which are landlocked, and is the largest economy in South Africa. As such, we have the potential to fully utilize our geographical position. And develop to become an important regional uh, transport and logistical hub. However, to fulfill this role, we'll need to develop efficient, resilient, and sustainable transport infrastructure that facilitates both domestic and cross border trade and transportation, boosting both our own economic growth and that of our neighbors. The fulfillment of this potential is currently constrained by South Africa's relatively poor connectivity with regional and global markets. The poor connectivity between rural production areas and urban markets, and crucially, within the greater urban areas themselves. In addition, resource availability is increasingly limited and uh, current resource use is suboptimal on a number of levels. It is crucial for us to plan and develop our transport system in an integrated, sustainable, resilient and low-carbon manner. Transport is the backbone of the economy from local public transport to global supply chains. The transport brings opportunities for the poor and it enables economies to be competitive, links producers to markets, workers to jobs, students to schools, and the sick to hospitals. The loss of revenue during the lockdown for the various transport subsectors presents An economic challenge as transport operators experienced an unexpected shortfall in their revenues. Operations in aviation came to a complete halt as we closed the airspace to both domestic and international level travel, except for repatriation and medical evacuations. This led to airline operators that were already under financial distress, such as the South African Airways, and come air to go into full business rescue. Public transport operators, specifically taxis and buses, faced reduced demand as their operating hours and passenger capacity were restricted. A large portion of the freight logistics activity was also halted, as only transportation of essential items was permitted during the hard lockdown. All these measures adversely affected the income of both employers and employees operating in the transport and logistics uh, sectors. In contrast, the hard lockdown might have increased the demand for storage facilities as non-essential items were not permitted to be transported to retail uh, outlets. The economic recovery and expansion potential of investing in the transport sector has to be honest in targeted and highly catalytic ways this should mobilize the widest range of activities in order to represent a strong return and a strong value proposition for blended and commercial finance In order to truly live up to its designation as a network industry, transport must activate multiple overlapping networks of economic activity. In this regard, transport in South Africa is central to trade economic, social stability and unwinding apartheid spatial planning. The impact of COVID-19 on the transport sector goes beyond the boundaries of domestic trade, as it plays an important role in unlocking investments in the entire SADC region. The COVID-19 pandemic came at a time when economic activity in the transport, storage, and logistic industries was already on a downward slide since 2016. The sector's output performance mirrors the country's GDP performance, as volumes in these industries are highly dependent on the output of the overall economy. The effects of the COVID-19 pandemic can you, co-
4: I've
3: already got that one signed.
1: Oh, OK. That's one that we've already signed for. Oh.
0: I don't know what's happening. Can we just allow the minister to continue with his presentation?
3: Can I continue, Minister, if the problem is not from your side? No, it's not from my side. Sorry
0: about sorry about the disturbance.
3: Okay. The effects of the COVID-19 pandemic will continue to be experienced by operators in the transport and logistic industries in the short to medium term. Demand for airlines will continue to be low until volumes in business and tourism travel picks up. It is estimated that it could take up to two years before the operations are back to normal. As it is expected that passengers will be reluctant to fly initially because of stringent rules in place and until they gain confidence in the measures applied. The International Air Transport Association projected that global airline industry will lose approximately 82 billion in 2020. Similarly, airports are in a dilemma of ensuring that infrastructure is maintained and developed to support operations. Operators are now required to rethink their business models given diminished activity and the new added elements in the system, further burdening the operations of airports and airlines. The issue of social distancing already impacts on space requirements of airports, which may lead to constraints in terms of capacity. This is expected to be a new norm until vaccination efforts achieve population immunity. This might likely lead to increasing fares uh, to make up for operational costs and liquidity, as well as downscaling of operations to meet the new demand. Post-hard lockdown, passenger capacity in all public transport modes continue to be restricted as one of the risk-adjusted measures. Restrictions on passenger capacity for long-distance travel coupled with fixed costs continues to adversely affect the earnings of operators. Air sections of the taxi industry were resorting to increasing taxi fares by more than 100%. The COVID-19 pandemic has dealt a blow, a massive blow, to the global economy. On the supply side, businesses have been forced to temporarily close due to the shortage of input material from suppliers and the need to protect workers. Demand for goods have also declined as consumers and households face financial constraints. This will continue to affect industrial output in the short term to medium term. These confluences of supply and demand, shocks have put considerable strain on the logistics sector. The decrease in cargo volumes is threatening the viability of many logistics companies. Fixed investments in the transport and logistic industries experienced decent growth rates between 1994 and 2015. The sector was showing at an average annual rate of approximately 9% during the 94 to 2015 period. Post-2015, investments in the sector has been notably muted. The COVID-19 pandemic will have a severe impact on the fixed investment in the transport and logistics sector in the short to medium term. In the aviation industry, capital that could have been used to expand the sector will be utilized to rescue airline operators that are facing bankrupts, while airline Operators with strong balance sheets might withhold their capital expenditure program to fulfill their liquidity needs. Freight and logistics will likely experience consolidation as large operators with strong balance sheets acquire operators in financial distress. Where public transport is concerned, the effects of the COVID 19 pandemic may bring about the necessary long term transformation the sector so desperately needs. One of the most impactful outcomes of the current challenges triggered by the pandemic is the realization that public transport is an essential service that requires the necessary investment and adequate funding both for infrastructure and operations. Employment levels in the transport industry have been on the rise since 2008. The number of jobs in the sector experienced an average annual growth of approximately 2% during 2008 to 2019 period. However, between the first quarter of 2019 and the first quarter of 2020, the sector shed approximately 30,000 jobs. This might continue if the aggregate economic activity fails to rebound quickly in the aviation industry. Um, Severe job losses are expected, as ComEd and SAA have announced retrenchments. Once these airlines emerge from the business rescue hurdle, the new rescued airlines will likely be leaner with fewer employees. Other airline operators are also likely to shed jobs until volumes or demand in business and tourism travel rebounds significantly. This rebound may be later than initially projected by the International Air Transport Association. However, in the short term, operators will be faced with rising fixed costs due to lower utilization of aircraft and seats as a result of restrictions. The severity of job losses in the freight and logistic industry are highly dependent on the rebound of manufacturing, mining and trade activity. Transport and logistic industries are the engine of the economy. However, their activities are highly dependent on productivity from other sectors, especially mining and manufacturing. 80% to 90% of South Africa's trade cargo is transported by sea, which is currently fully operational. However, the rise in shipment volumes is dependent on manufacturing and mining output and demand for exports and imports by South Africa's trading partners. Ultimately, the recovery of the freight and logistics industry will be linear to the recovery of the domestic demand and global trade activity. For our transport systems, the post-COVID-19 new normal will unfold in ways we cannot fully imagine, but it will be impacted by, among others, other shifts, high hygiene standards and lower occupancy numbers on public transport, particularly the largest segment being the minibus taxi industry. A shift for white collar workers from committing to more work from home via technology platforms, shifting demand patterns for use of road networks. More regionalization of economies and shortening of supply chains, and better rapid response abilities through more decentralization and modularization, with important implications for demand, <coughs> freight, and logistics sector. In the South African context, this includes the regional integration at the continental level through the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. A strong move towards a 24-hour economy as we try to reduce congestion in all areas, again with implication for our road network, public transport, and freight logistics sectors. The proposed package of transport sector interventions will build on synergies and interventions That will create socio-economic and intra-Africa trade improvements. We need to revamp up domestic travel and build confidence that the system is able to function safely. The measures which are applied must demonstrate that the aviation system is resilient and can be trusted. Elements to intensify or include touchless travel, disinfection processes, screening of passengers, compulsory wearing of mask, sanitization, and social distancing. We need to relax the restrictions, which goes hand in hand with tourism, and restrictions relaxation. We must gradually reintroduce international travel with countries that are low risk. We must consider differentiated financial aid for the air traffic navigation systems. In public transport, we must introduce a cashless fare system by installing smart card validators in the vehicles. And these devices should be locally manufactured instead of relying on global supply. We must aggressively invest in the taxi economy. The minibus taxi economy represents a vast and largely underdeveloped economic network. 70% of commuters use public transport. 80% of public transport users use taxis. Municipal taxi ranks constitute potential commercial infrastructure in every township and village. The following interventions are proposed to unlock the taxi economy, evolving taxi ranks into micro CBDs, and the development of taxi routes as commercial corridors, supporting vertical integration within taxi value chain and uh, incentivizing conversion of mini bus taxis to green fuel systems, create an explicit program Carrying out a portion of existing development finance institutions, funding to support vertical integration within the taxi industry, including panel beating, uh, parts and consumables. We must use public transport as a backbone for new commercial nodes, human settlements and uh, energy systems. In the short term, this includes fast striking integrated ticket system and channeling development financing to upgrade intermodal facilities into commercial nodes. In parallel, it includes taking the first steps to establish provincial public transport authorities and linking the new provincial authorities to development finance conditional on building green inclusive economies and customer-centric rail and bus transport. We need to reduce the cost of doing business and ramping up competitiveness by investing in freight rail and port system. This is focused on potential freight rail as a mode of transport. We must ensure connectivity of this updated network of lines and ports to new rail links into SADAC in support of market access uh, to be generated. On public entities in distress, our, among our entities, the following were most affected by COVID restrictions. Airports company, South Africa, AXA. It was crucial to prioritize the opening of the or Kinshak kinshasa and Cape Town, international airports, as the economic uh, triangle hub of uh, aviation in South Africa. AXA has encountered revenue losses proportional to traffic losses in the short to medium term. There would also be non-aeronautical revenues from its airports, notwithstanding that South Africa's gross domestic product is expected to decline by 1.8% to 7% as a result of COVID-19. African airports are expected to suffer a 32,5% decline in passenger numbers and 35% decline in revenues in 2021, 2020, 2021 financial year. We project that AXA traffic volumes by 2026 could still be below 20% of the current traffic levels and its operational expenditure will likely decline from 4.8 billion to 3.6 billion by 2026 and its capital expenditure will be 1 billion per annum traffic volumes are projected to be down by 30 percent in 2021 while in 2022 we project nine percent recovery with an annual two percent growth between 2023 and 2026. this therefore means that axa is not in a position to make any commitments and investments in the immediate term. However, AXA requires 10 to 11 billion in the next five years. AXA will therefore need to look into a possibility of selling its non core assets to remain liquid. This is a process the company has already started to work on. PRASA, Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa. It is worth noting that PRASA had requested an amount of seven seven one point zero six two for loss in revenue and a further for eight, nine, uh, five, uh, one, five million for operational response to covert equipment communication as well as marshals and security the allocation of 1.260 billion through the reprioritization of prasa was made which will result in decrease on Prasa capital budget and increase in operational expenditure to address the shortfall. It is important to note that Autopex, Prasa's bus subsidy revenue, was also severely affected due to the lockdown. In the short term, Prasa is undertaking the rail infrastructure program upgrades on the Pretoria, Mabupani and the Central Line in Cape Town to the tune of 1.8 billion and 2 billion respectively. In this regard, the Pretoria-Mabupani procurement process will be completed in earnest, as well as the finalization of the rail reserve issues in the central line in Cape Town. In the medium term, a feasibility study for the high-speed rail will be completed to allow rapid movement towards the implementation phase. Road accident fund. The road accident fund financial position indicates that it is technically insolvent and will invariably face further liquidity challenges which urgently need to be addressed. The onset of COVID-19 culminated in lower fuel revenue collection than budgeted for in the 2020-2021 financial year. The department has supported the request for cash injection amounting to the tune of 7.279 billion, and a request for 15 billion as a bridge facility to address the credit facility and liquidity pressure. On Sandral, the ETOL challenge has caused a huge delay on other road projects, and its urgent resolve is of paramount importance. Sandral further made a loan request of 7 billion to the Multilateral Investment Guarantee Agency, MIGA, over a 15-year guarantee period to finance old debt and 50% of new projects. Sandra further requested shifting of funds from capital to current transfers for 2.5 billion to accommodate a significant operational expenditure that is from non-toll to toll for 2020 to 2021. In addition, Sandral requested a further 3.5 billion in the funding shortfall for meager uh, refinancing. The revenue shortfall is as a result of the collection from toll gates due to COVID-19. Saka, this entity, South African Civil Aviation Authority, generated 70, 74% of his total revenue from the passenger safety charge. IATA predicts a $10.7 million loss from 2021 to 2022 financial year, which is almost 40% of passenger per annum. Capital, yeah. capital, yeah. capital will therefore need to be put on hold over the next two years to 12 months. On uh, CPRTA cross-border transport agency, the entities funded through the permit fees from operators. It experienced significant revenue loss resulting from a decline in the permit applications and issuance. However, during level four, the revenue collection increased by 77%. This shortfall was addressed through the budget reprioritization within the department, which formed part of the 2020 special budget. Further consultation on cross-border agency fees are underway, which will assist in resolving the financial constraints within the entity on SAMSA, South African Maritime Safety Authority. The Department of Transport and National Treasury are discussing the establishment of the Maritime Development Fund, which will go a long way in triggering growth and transformation in the industry post-COVID-19. Similarly, Addressing the tax regime for the South African ship register in the short term as a strategic intervention between the Department of Transport, National Treasury, and SARS will unlock the stifled growth potential in this area. Through the Port Regulator of South Africa, a new special tariff regime is underway. That will benefit everybody. There is an urgent need to fast-track the corporatization of Transnet, National Ports Authority as required by National Ports Act of 2005, as well as strategically engaging cautiously on the Section 79 applications by private sector within the ports environment. In conclusion, we are determined to forge ahead with creating strategic partnerships with the industry and civil society to weather the COVID-19 storm by implementing the measures we have identified. It will be vital not to allow this pandemic to reverse the gains achieved since the dawn of democracy. Therefore, the country should gather and support all efforts which will help to revive the economy. I thank you. Chairperson and honorable members.
0: Thank you very much, uh, honorable Mbalula. Honorable members, we will now allow for engagement with this specific uh, input and we want members to indicate whether they want to ask questions. see the Honourable Moimang, Honourable Bibi, Honourable Ndongeni, who else, Namaskahni. So Honourable Moimang, you may start.
5: Thank you, uh, Deputy Chairperson. Il Tunala du Palamoa, Tunala du Palanga, les du mona kunyena ya le roba roba la covid 19 utsho yameke e latelane <laughs> le tona ka hore ba dirile ba tshogigantsi ba dirisa di base le di taxi pa di tiro ntza bone eh utsho ke gore re dira eng kholete e tirile tsoho ya bone kana go tšothe ga e le gore ga gona na go ileng gore e ba Baba le go ona the story di di ba repisa eh uh, tlhaganyo yone e wa ya ho sireletsa ba diriliba tlhoki go ya ditirontsa thank you very much honorable moemang
0: honorable
6: pp um thank you very much chairperson mama uh, greetings to the minister uh, special delegates uh, especially the case at ones and also our colleagues and officials. Uh, Minister Sabuanga Ku, Bosello, Owaziluti, Osichelengayo uh, Malena, uh, Inchelo Ozenzile, a uh, Bulisis Catis of Pupane Locuverte, a Siblona. Sasiazubu was Ziluti, a uh, Ulungi, say, um, E Ilokozi ni izpozo zetu mela, ezazkate ze, e, 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 zisumbua zi, abadaba nje ukona yonke into esimcha beni nzera kache. Si ya zuguu tige, management regulations, ukwazila ukuthi unatamu kwenye nzilo. Engi ukwazi ke kwa mpachi somnyango, uguti, engi guo kwa kwenye lugo mala nokuthi ulungise imigaqo yeitimela eh level 1 esikubona ingaba kuko konke lokho abagibeli bakwazile yini ukuthi bakwazi ukuthi bathole enye em transport eh esheshayo futhi eshipile ukuze bakwazi phela ukuthi eh bavikeleke and futhi basiza Thank you very
0: much, Mom Bibi. Can we now give Honorable Ndongeni?
6: Thank you, Deputy Cham. Good afternoon, Minister, colleagues, everybody. My question is public transport during COVID-19 remains important to the community and how is the department ensuring that bus and accidents and vehicles remaining sanitized and safe for communities as well as enforcing that all their compliance with PPE, equipment and social distancing? Thanks, Chair.
0: Thank you, Honorable Ndongeni, Honorable Labuskakni. Honorable can you unmute, please? Hello. Thank you, Chairperson. Sorry, Honorable Minister, you've made some uh, some uh, mention of some systems that's going to be implemented, like smart cards and all those things. And Honorable Bebe also referred to something about can some health. Hello, Chairperson. Can I continue? Can you hear me? You may continue. I want to know. With uh, the transport sector severely constrained, what subsidies on the consumer side will the department implement uh, to stimulate usage of existing transport systems?
2: is Your question complete,
0: then
6: we will uh ask the honorable Isaac Sileko. Uh, good
7: afternoon, chair, and good afternoon to the members of
6: the platform. Party, thank you very much for all the nice things that we are promising to do. And we always know that the devil is always in the detail. You know south africans we plan but when it comes to implementation
3: there's always the use of rain what immediate steps is the department taking to secure infrastructure on main service routes infrastructure thank you thank you honorable are
0: you still are you still speaking honorable Zileko?
6: i'm done chair thank you
0: oh thank you honorable detoy here person there are some noises in the background can can we, please? Yes, we, will. we are requesting that we make sure that the noise is ground out. So that is what we are trying to do. Uh,
8: Honorable DeToy. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Honorable Minister, what measures are in place to ensure that freight carriers or the truck drivers are protected on the roads, referring to the looting and the trucks being burned on a continuous basis? And then secondly, Minister, with the current wage negotiations on government and municipal level being a hot topic and protest action being expected, are there any measures in place to ensure that the roads will not be closed as a result of that? Have you taken hands with the police? And if yes, if you could please provide us with the relevant details. Thank you, Minister. Thank you, Jay. Thank you very much,
0: Honourable Dutoy, Honourable Ryder.
9: Thank you very much, Deputy uh, Chairperson. Minister, you've painted quite a bleak picture today and, 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 and thrown some fairly large numbers out during your, uh, your, your presentation. Um, you also made a very quick passing mention to the thing that I want to talk about, which is e-tols. Um Minister, you've already missed another deadline. So you missed November, you missed, you missed March, um, and there's supposed to be a resolution to this impasse. You've missed numerous deadlines. Now, the cost of running the system continues to grow. Um, And now, bizarrely, you announced increases to e tolls effective the 1st of March of this year. Now, Minister, the the collection rate has been dismal all along, but with COVID, it's gotten even worse. And the negative impacts on the houting economy from e tolls is is really devastating to many small businesses that are struggling to recover from the effects of the lockdown and COVID generally. Um, Perhaps you can tell us, you know, why the collection rates have been so bad so far. But my main question, Minister, is why? When the economy has become so precarious in a post-lockdown South Africa, you continue to dither around this matter and seem to be unable to make a decision. When will this ill-advised poorly planned economic disaster come to an end, or are you determined to add misery to the lives of commuters, slowly recovering from the ravages of COVID? Next is
0: Honorable
9: Chai. Uh, Thank
10: you very much, uh, Honorable Deputy Chair, and uh, thanks to the Minister uh, for the comprehensive uh, uh, briefing. Uh, What is uh, very impressive is that uh, the the briefing touches on all the, on, first on the department as well as uh, uh, the entities uh, of the transport department. It's help us, especially those of us uh, who serve uh, in the select committee uh, that uh, oversight uh, transport. Um, uh, Honorable uh, Minister, my question would be that what is the government's plan uh, for the regulation of the taxi industry? in the country to ensure that it is legally compliant uh, to all relevant legislations, including COVID-19 disaster management regulation. I thank you, uh, Deputy chaperson
0: Thank you, Honorable Chai, Honorable Baha.
7: Um, thank you, thank you, chaperson And um, let me also welcome the report by by the minister um, but mainly, Chaperson, what I would want to know is uh, with the extended period of reduced activity um, in his department, what has the minister done to ensure that the available time was used for thoughtful planning of the country's transport challenges and solutions? Or is this just an ordinary break that people are taking? Thank you, Chaperson. Thank you,
0: Honorable Baja, Honorable Bosov. Thank you very much, Chair, um, and good afternoon to the Minister. Minister, as the previous speakers have alluded to your fantastic um, briefing that you gave us, we will definitely watch the space. And in view of that, I'd like to ask you, in terms of pursuing the goal of a seamless integrated transport system, what immediate plans does the department have to extend the transport infrastructure in south africa thank you very much chair thank you very much honorable boss of honorable Schmidt.
11: thank you honorable um, deputy chair um, thank you honorable minister uh, for attending to the ncp today minister um Based on, um, you know, the, the impact that COVID is having not only on the industry, but also on the, the ordinary South African who is making use of transport, um, intimidation tactics used by the taxi industry in Limpopo and more specifically in Polokwane and Mokopane, uh, civilians are forced to use taxis and prevented from hiking. They are being they are being beaten with shamboks, and vehicles that dare to uh, to load hikers is forced off the road. Uh, the keys confiscated and passengers are forced out of the vehicle, and even um, uh, 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 um, assaulted in some cases. Um, if you are aware of these despicable practices. What is your department doing to ensure that these mafia-style extortions are stopped in their tracks? If you are not aware, what will your commitment today be about it?
0: Honorable professor, Thank you, Chair. Honorable Minister, given the contraction of the transport cargo sector. What immediate steps is the department taking to reduce the operating costs between port, manufacturer, and end user? Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Fizze. Lastly, will be Honorable Dango. Uh,
12: Thank you very much, Minister. Minister, there were many state-owned enterprises in the transport stable that were operationally and financially performing quite well, such as AXA, ATNS, amongst others, but were negatively affected due to the global ban on travel during the pandemic. What is the current operational and financial status of these entities in the light of the travel that has resumed? Thank you very much
0: very much to all the members that have engaged with the presentation of the Minister. Honourable Minister, it's over to you to respond to the engagements. Thank you. Um,
3: minister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chair uh, and Honourable Members. Um, we, 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 we have done a lot uh, to mitigate uh, the loss uh, of employment, including making cash injections into public entities through the prioritization of the budget. And more will be done to ensure that measures uh, to stimulate the budget take root and ensure a rebound of the transport sector. Uh, on question number two, we have uh, ensured that uh, 16 priority rail corridors are reclaimed and uh, make them operational. We are currently utilizing the diesel locomotives to ensure service continuity whilst we are fixing the rail network. The rail network uh, really came to a standstill during the lockdown and vandalized, as you would have seen. And, um, we are working very hard to to reclaim uh, this uh, network. Um, The department has indeed uh, provided sanitizers and other PPEs during level five and level four of the pandemic. The department with the support of the national treasury uh, reinforced up to 15% of the public transport operators uh, grant. And also the public transport network grant to ensure that provinces and cities are able to continue to provide uh, the necessary and required uh, PPEs. Um, Sanran has continued to invest in the security for road infrastructure, uh, for road infrastructure, uh, for the provincial road network, protection of public infrastructure. Uh, however remains the responsibility of society as a whole and uh, criminality should be dealt with by law Uh, in terms of the other question that has been asked the government has leveraged uh, on the provision of the taxi relief fund to formalize the taxi industry we have cooperation of the of santaco on this matter this would pave way for us to professionalize uh, the industry. On the matter of the ETOLs, we are engaging uh, with the Treasury, uh, and we are at the tail end of our processes. Uh, The decision is on the table. Uh, We (coughs) expect that in the next two weeks, we should be back to cabinet before we table our budget vote speech we should have gone to you and uh, to the public and to announce the cabinet decision on the ethos. It has taken long than we would have liked. Um, we thought by now we would have finalized. But unfortunately, it's a big decision. We are not working alone. Uh, we, we, we we go back and forth uh, with Treasury on these issues. and. Uh, um, uh, That's how it is. So we have to finalize this decision uh, in the next two weeks and then uh, table it uh, uh, to you uh, to inform you about the final
7: finality on this matter. Thank you very much, Chair.
0: Thank you, Honorable Minister. I hope the response has sufficed this fall. Let me thus also express our appreciation once again. And thank you very much because we are going to go into the second session it will
2: be chaired
7: by Honorable Nyambi. Honorable Nyambi, over to you. Deputy Chairperson? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Chairperson, Minister Balula. Without much ado, I'll take this opportunity and go straight to have uh, the, the provincial MSCs that will present for 10 minutes as maximum. If it's less than that, it's fine, but not anything beyond the 10 minutes. The MC will be giving the provincial intervention to mitigate the impact of COVID-19 on the transport uh, industry. Of course, they'll be trying to cover aspects not covered by uh, Honorable Mbalula. We're starting with uh, Honorable M.E.C. Tikan of Eastern Cape.
5: Share. may we start with uh,
7: OK. Honorable M.E.C. Mamabulo, Khouten. MSC, how are going to honorable Yes, uh, uh, honorable
13: members, um, can I greet you? I hope you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you, Okay, can. I can. Now, let me say that we thought uh, we were number three on the list. and. Um, we just want to, I'll just like to say that uh, we we were ready to be number three,
9: mm-hmm.
13: but uh, now that we have been put first, um, we will have to comply. Uh, <clears throat> so to all honorable members, to the minister, and uh, to all the emissaries, and uh, to all the people that are participating in this very important uh, briefing uh, session. Uh, My input chair, we have submitted a report, let me just say that, but uh, we have also felt that perhaps there are areas we need to strengthen and uh, we have asked that uh, a much more improved report will be sent. And uh, we are building on the leadership and president of the minister so we will not do a slight presentation, but uh, if that uh, affects the meeting in any way, uh, we will be able to answer the questions. Now, very briefly, since uh, the outbreak of COVID-19 and uh, the lockdowns that were introduced in 2020, particularly in April, we, as the provincial government of Houten, uh, we took a decision that uh, all departments, including ourselves as the Department for uh, Roads and trans- for Transport and Roads, we agreed that we will introduce measures to um, positively manage uh, the negative impact and severity of COVID-19, particularly on, com- on the commuting public. So our focus, Chair, has been on making sure that um, we also give effect to the decisions that were taken in the MINMEC meeting, that is the meeting of ministers and MECs, in which uh, we also agree on measures for mitigation. Now, in this province, what we did subsequent to those directives of the provincial government and the minister we then set up a proper governance model uh, to make sure that um, we can roll out a proper program to uh, manage the spread of COVID-19 and to alleviate the pressure on the, particularly the public transport uh, sector. Chair, I may not speak to the macroeconomic issues. Minister has dealt with some of those, and I'll just focus on the specific uh, interventions the very first area of focus for us in the province was with respect to um the governance model as i said which integrates with municipalities i must report that we have worked very well with all the municipalities in the province and uh, they were directly reporting into the into the structures and processes that we have established so we had a very good relationship with all our municipalities The key area of focus was the taxi industry, as it is the biggest carrier of um, the commuting public, accounting for about 70% of all the people that use public transport. And we also felt that given the challenges of the taxi industry, we should consolidate our efforts in making sure that um, we bring great relief to commuters, but to the taxi industry itself, to protect human life, It is for this reason, Chair and honorable members, that we recruited about 2,000 taxi rank marshals. And they were uh, deployed to taxi ranks on a full-time basis, of course, as they work there. The taxi rank marshals were seconded to us uh, by the taxi industry, both Santago and the National Taxi Alliance in Gauteng, um, Kauten National Taxi Alliance, GNTA. And uh, we have um, spent 56 million rands uh, to support this cadet program with the taxi industry to make sure that um, uh, we have full capacity and infrastructure on the ground, on a daily basis from morning to afternoon uh, to enforce the COVID-19 protocols. I must say, honorable members, if we did not recruit this capacity of um, uh, taxi rank marshals, uh, it would have been very difficult to get consistent performance. And them being, being there every minute, every second, every hour at the taxi ranks to sanitize, to enforce wearing of masks uh, at the time when uh, taxis were not allowed to take full load, um, but also to just make sure that um, uh, all the protocols were enforced uh, in the taxi industry. I must also say that uh, we were also supported by the, uh, the church of, um, uh, the Scientology Church did also second um, a lot of um, uh, volunteers who worked with us through uh, the most difficult moments, and I must thank the Church of Scientology for having worked with us. We also procured uh, the support of um, the outsurance um, uh, marksmen or marks persons. These are the people, as you know, who do traffic controls at busy intersections. We were able to procure their services to join us so that we can be able to strengthen our capacity to do this work. I must also say that um, We worked with CSIR, the Council for um, uh, Scientific and Industrial Research, to develop an electronic monitoring tool, uh, which we gave to the Texireng marshals to report uh, into our war room, which was a daily war room in which we're monitoring statistical uh, movement changes and performance on a daily basis. Um, Honorable members. We were keeping statistics on a daily basis and numbers of how many people were passing through the taxi ranks and how many people were being um, sanitized. I must also say we did have a program to clean taxi ranks working with municipalities. And of course, this needs to be sustained moving forward. The other intervention that I must also report is that um, we had mobilized about 100 monitors from the learner or school transport um, stakeholders. And uh, they were to ensure that um, during the reopening of schools, we can enforce protocols uh, relating to COVID-19 in the schools. Uh, Let me also report that as we stand currently, we have uh, recruited about 536 military veterans. Uh, We have just completed the process of their selection. And uh, we are going to reinforce the monitoring in schools to make sure that learner transport also fully comply with um, protocols on COVID-19. And of course, with the period where we are worried about um, uh, the dangers of um, um, <clears throat> COVID-19 uh, rate of infections in the winter period. Um, so that the military veterans, 536 of them, will be deployed to schools, will be using the app developed by CSIR to report and monitor and ensure that Lena Transport fully complies. Um, We have also, let me quickly report, that um, the negative impact on the taxi industry, Minister has spoken to that, but in our province we have seen taxi associations increasing commuter fares very arbitrarily, and that is also having a negative impact on the commuters. We are seeing renewed taxi violence because uh, they are fighting for routes, given the impact of COVID-19 on their revenue streams, and this is a great matter of concern to us. Quickly to the buses. Uh, In this province, we have got 32 contracts um, with various service uh, bus companies, and uh, we have introduced an electronic monitoring system Uh, We got a service provider to support monitoring. This was part of us monitoring uh, performance by the bus contractors. And uh, this came in handy to support our monitoring of the buses with respect to commuters. This has worked very well. We also gave them, uh, like the text industry, disinfectants and sanitizers. Although this was not enough, they had to use theirs. Currently, we're standing at a point where they've actually declared a dispute with us that uh, they need a refund of the money they've spent uh, buying PPE. And uh, we are looking into that matter currently. But uh, the taxi, the buses have been severely impacted upon um, with respect to spending money on PPE. And um, also, the numbers have also impacted their revenue streams because of the lockdown. But in general, we worked with them. Very well. On how train, uh, how train, I must say, as you know, there was a time when the trains were not allowed to run, but um, when the uh, the rail was allowed back by the minister, how train has been able to protect and defend its rail infrastructure uh, in the sense that although they were not allowing commuters onto the train, but they allowed the train to run empty throughout. And that was to ensure that... Um, they protect the rail infrastructure. And I must comment the leadership of Howtrain uh, for making sure that uh, they preserve and protect their infrastructure. They had it intact by the time they came back. On the negative side, Train has been badly and severely affected by low passenger numbers. We are currently working on that matter, but I think Howtrain has also been one of the best performing areas with regard to implementing uh, covid nineteen protocols, so the issues of low numbers we are working on them, we are looking at them, and we are monitoring that. but I must say to honourable members how train has been good example on how to protect commuters against covid nineteen municipal buses and BRTs have already reported that um, we have been working with municipalities, we have conducted visits, many of them with the minister uh, one remarkable um, it 's a um, we have gone with the minister to city of Jobet, to city of Suwani, to Ekuruleni, uh, to enforce compliance in the PRT and municipal buses. And I must say that um, although there were challenges, but uh, the metros, because the other municipalities do not have this infrastructure and resources, but uh, we've done our best to protect uh, commuters. So to that extent, the last point which has been an area of great concern and has affected us is that we couldn't, of course, take care of uh, our road network because of um, uh, the lockdown and people not working. We have, um, you know, experienced challenges on uh, maintaining good roads. But as you would have seen, um, we have already started working. City of Joburg, um, Mfudzi, and, and uh, the other municipalities who are going into them. Uh, This has been an impact of um, uh, COVID-19 but the last point I just want to thank Minister uh, that he has really worked very hard in our province. Uh, Of course um, uh, he has supported us a lot and I think I would like to place it on record and thank Minister for his leadership and guidance and for practically being with us uh, in this province during that difficult period. With this chair uh, we will answer
7: questions uh, if there are any. Thank you very much. Thank you, M.C. Mamabulo. Thanks for the presentation about the state of Houting in supporting what has been done by the minister. The next presenter will be Free State M.C., Honorable M.C. Machinini. Honorable Mashinini.
4: Thank you very much, Chairperson uh, of the House. Let me also follow suit and uh, thank the Minister, presence here and uh, the National Chair uh, of the NCOP, thank you very much. Uh, ours is going to be very, very brief and straight to the point. I will indicate the purpose of why I am here today, in terms of briefing the NCOP as to how far are we with mitigating the COVID-19, and what we have done, up to so far. Now, I want to go to the legislative mandate. I think, members in this House, they are quite aware, about the legislative mandate, and uh, and what is required for us, for Law Enforcement, I think they are well. I'll go straight to the issues. We all know that the Honorable President, declared, from the 26th of March, 2020, National uh, Lockdown. The Minister of Transport issued the Transport Directives to the National Spectrum on how Transport Interactives would be managed through the respective Lockdown levels, in accordance with a Disaster Management Act of 1957, 2002. Public Transport law enforcement bodies in the Free State were mandated to ensure compliance with the Land, with the National Land Transport Act, 5 of
6: 2009.
4: Free State Public Transport Act, number 4 of
6: 2005
4: and the Disaster Management Act 57 of 2002 and the underlying regulation issued in terms of these partnership were formed with Public Transport stakeholders in implementing this and law enforcement bodies formulate plans that would assist in ensuring that the spread of COVID-19 was minimising the tolerance with specific reference to public air transport operation. Quickly, I want to indicate the different stakeholders that we worked with we are still working with the South African National Defense Force, the South African Police Services, the Department of Health, Taxi Industry Santaco and NTA, Provincial and Local Taxi Association, the bus industry in the form of the IBL, and the uh, Maluti Bus Service, Supervisory, Monetary Reform. Mangawu Metro Municipality District, Local municipal. So these were the stakeholders that we worked with. Now, uh, the taxi associations, just to give a brief background, in the province, taxi associations operating in the province, in total number, they're 48. The Scholar Transport that we also work with, they're 21. Operators in the province, 5,877. Vehicles and operating licenses, 7,437. Now, the district that we are on the issue of separating districts, we have 11 associations. Then we have 12 associations. Visually we have 16. motel 6 Harip 3. And when you add that, then you go straight to 42. Scholar associations. It's eight in Tabo mufutsanyana It's four in Fezele It's four in motel We don't have any in Harip. Meter taxi. That's where our challenge is. Uh, They don't want to be part of the associations. And one of the issues that is challenging us is that in the free state, we don't agree with two associations in one route. And then one of the challenges that is facing us is that they want to have many associations in one route, and that in our view. Creates an area of conflict. So we are still dealing with that matter to see how far we can go with that. The law enforcement intervention what we have done, law enforcement organizations are tasked to ensure the implementation of public transport regulation under the three legislative acts the Disaster Management Act, National Land Transport Act than the first-day public transport. Transport law enforcement, SAPS, traffic officials, were responsible throughout for monitoring public transport services to ensure that operators are compliant with COVID-19 safety requirements. These organizations frequently conduct visits to a public transport facilities and conduct roadblock to monitor and ensure that the COVID-19 and safety guidelines, and to ascertain that association I have appointed a designated safety compliant officer at the public. This we are raising. That's why when you arrive in the free state, uh, you will not miss a roadblock in the, in, the, in the way. You will not miss a traffic officer in the way. Precisely because we are saying we must monitor and assist the spread of COVID-19. Law enforcement organization ensures that social distancing is maintained at all realms as per the regulation. Law enforcement organization plans and conduct integrated rapid roving roadblocks, various locations in the free state focus on compliant to the disaster management and underlying regulation applicable to the public. Transport and then COVID-19 transport activity. What we have done: 180 educational awareness campaigns were hosted throughout the lockdown phase. Educational, speaking to people. We are not going to win the fight if we don't speak to people. And this one, we took it uh, as one of the key priorities to ensure that motorists are also educated. These campaigns were supported by the Deputy Minister of Police, yeah. the Free State Premier, the National and Provincial Commissioner Department of Health, SNDF, municipal representatives, and other stakeholders that joined together to shorten the spread of the pandemic. The Department, together with the public transport industry, implemented a taxi facility disinfection program from the 27th uh, of March until the 9th of May, where in 65 formal taxis were repeatedly disinfected. The custodian of the public transport facilities were allocated with 77 gemetal to 20 liter disinfection gel, and then 66 knapsack sprays, 150 sanitizers, 25 liters, and so on, to ensure that they are people, commuters are basically disinfected. People are uh, disinfected whenever they get into the town. That has to be done, if we are playing on the The PPE materials was issued to 46 Taxi Association and the Meta Taxi Association in the province, in conjunction with the provincial taxi and regional taxi. And uh, I want to... Thank the National Department because it is the one that assisted us with the, the disinfectant, and, uh, and we managed to push on. Thank you very much, Minister. Public transport operators and users, radio, uh, Facebook, and other platforms throughout the different media. This it as a way of
5: educating.
4: Long distance public transport facilities were disinfected from the 1st of May to the 7th of May 2020 in adherence to the special dispensation regulation as issued by the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. 3,105 scholar transport vehicles were disinfected during this period. The taxi association were encouraged to submit the application for consideration by provincial regulatory entity through their respective regional managers. Transport law enforcement conduct weekly of roving roadblocks. I have talked about that. Now I want to come to the specific integrated
7: COVID-19 roadblocks. As you round off, Honourable Mashinini.
4: Yes, I don't want to speak on general. I can tell you, give you the figures of President how many roadblocks we have done, which road did we target, throughout all the other uh, areas in terms of conducting the roadblocks. Now, the roadblocks, I can give you this report, it's very clear. And uh, the transports, COVID-19 transport activities that we engaged on, and I can give that uh, for the sake of time. I then have to gallop to assist you. Uh, I actually wanted to give to the honorable members a full detail, but because of time that is allocated to me, I want to stop here. Thank you.
7: Thank you, honorable minister. You we appreciate we you in advance about the earlier commitment, but we have prioritized the importance of this uh, session of the NCOP with the engagement by your good self and the minister. Now I invite the Honorable Minister of Limpopo, Lerule Ramakanya. Honorable MC Limpopo, Lerule Ramakanya.
6: Thank you. Thank you, Cheperson. Uh, thank you,
14: Chairperson. Let me start by appreciating the time that you are giving me, and also greetings to the Chairperson of the NCOP, the Deputy Chairperson, the Honorable Minister of our Department, uh, my colleagues, Masis, other members of the NCOP, and also all members who are online with us. We we have indeed. Uh, submitted um, a presentation, so I'll try and go through it as uh, fast as I can, uh, not to take much time. But Honorable Chair, let me also join my other colleagues, MECs, that have indicated that uh, uh, as well in Limpopo as the Department of Transport and Community Safety, we were uh, given the responsibility to lead all operations in terms of the COVID-19 awareness and also on the COVID-19 compliance uh, with all the stakeholders. So it meant that all the operations in terms of uh, around the province and the awareness, it was our department that was leading. So with that, we had all the stakeholders that my other colleagues have already alluded to, both that were given support by other national departments that are in the security cluster, that way, it has to deal with the COVID nineteen compliance and pushing back uh, the infection. So I'll also focus on. Uh, I will not do the uh, mandates as um, the minister has already covered us a lot. I'll go into the the background that uh, we need to note that Limpopo Province is one of the most rural areas in the country. And I think the minister has already alluded to say in most other areas, the impact was so much because of the lack of network within the transport industry itself to be able to talk to each other. Most of the commuters in our province rely on buses and taxis to move from one point to to the other. The province is managing 26 bus subsidies, contracts using public uh, transport operation grant and equitable share that we are given each year. Uh, The province supports the taxi industry with five million on an annual basis to uh, administer and manage the taxi industry. On the impact on the COVID-19 to public transport chair, COVID-19 had a severe impact on revenue collection on bus operators. Bus operators uh, include those receiving passenger subsidy, commercial bus operators and tourist bus operators which then this is the cluster of the buses the nature that we have in the province the bus subsidy operators had, in, had to amend their timetable based on the demand and supply during the specific lockdown levels you remember that from 5 until we reached the stage of 1 we were opening differently in terms of uh, who goes out in terms of the compliance so the bus had to also uh, uh, deal with the amendment as the demands was uh, was out there, and you'll agree Chair, that the business only started to normalise during November 2020. The loss ranges about 240 uh, uh, 45 for small bus operators and 3.2 million for bigger bus operators during April 2020. The state-owned bus companies, GNT, as well in the province, have lost a, a, a lot of money during this period. A, the taxi industry was also negatively affected by COVID-19. The limited number of commuters affected a, it affected their financial standing. Tourist public transport could not move at all for three quarters. Up to now, their business are not active as there are very limited movements to tourist attraction areas, as I think uh, the minister did allude to that. We have also seen jobs being lost within the industry. Individual companies approach the department complaining that they are unable to license even their vehicles, which is a process that we are taking through with them. The interventions in the support of the public transport industry chair as a province was uh, granted authority to pay standing kilometers to all the subsidy operators, but at a sixty percent, uh, at a sixty percent, so that then for their respective rates based on the average kilometers operated over a period of three months, we had to make a submission to Exco as a department to plead that if we do not pay some of the operators, they might also not be able to recover fully, as much as they did not move some of the kilometres. An amount of 39 million was paid out on standing kilometres for the 26 bus subsidy contracts in the province. And I think we were basing our our approach on Section 29.2 of our subsidy contracts that provides that we have got a responsibility to deal with the subsidies of the busses. Uh, so on the other intervention, the province supported the industry by provision of sanitizers, disinfects, and uh, power sprays, as well as monitoring compliance in both taxis and bus ranks. We, as an MEC, we also led campaigns of the disinfection of taxi ranks in all the five districts in order to reduce the spread of the virus, namely our district is Mubani, Bembe, Pukune, Capricorn, and Waterberg. This was after when the lockdown uh, was, uh, the levels were being relaxed, and we saw many people coming out. So we had to go to each taxi rank to make sure that uh, our stakeholders, as the taxi associations, the marshals, the taxi drivers, also understand the procedures on what has to happen. A request has been sub- is submitted to the provincial treasury for consideration on the rebates for the public transport sector, especially in our province, for those that are like your tourist sector, bus operators and taxi operators that are not even up to now able to recover. The province is also assisting the taxi industry to manage their administrative affairs. The limited movement to schools, churches, and uh, uh, public gatherings have also just affected the normal uh, taxi industry and bus industry chair for the province to prepare for the anticipated third wave budget have been cut tremendously as you know the current employment status of traffic officials necessitate that the payment of overtime for all hours worked beyond 40 hours a week so we have seen the budget cut also starting to affect us when it comes to the traffic officers in terms of us dealing with the compliance continuously of the covid-19 and i think as you'll remember that when we started all the other levels in every entrance in our province, be it when you are getting into Grand Scope and the other dealings, you'll find roadblocks. But currently, because of the budget cuts, we can no longer be proud of such activities. The limits in of the deployment of officers over the weekend, which is compromising on the issues of uh, service delivery. But in terms of the last slide, Chair, that I can present... Uh, it is on the issues that going forward as part of our recommendation, as much as we have got all those shortcomings, uh, we are saying that uh, as a province, we are looking at uh, towards the assistance of 140 million to honor the annual bus subsidy adjustment of 5.5% five 5, approved by Treasury. So if we are to have such an injection, it will be able to assist us. To assist taxi operators on the implementation of the resolution of the next national taxi for them to be able to sustain themselves. I will not go into details on this one. The minister has already alluded on the, on the taxi decisions. We are also looking towards uh, injecting 10 million towards the provision of the PPEs for the public transport industry. You will remember that to cut the, the, the spread, we need to continuously uh, deal with the compliance issues. But also for compliance, we also need to expedite the implementation of our 24-7 shift system uh, at national level to avoid the reliance on overtime for effective deployment of all our traffic officers. And I think, Chair, as well as Limpopo province, we want to thank the National Department through the office of the minister. We have been able to be beneficiaries to a lot of programs. One, the sanitization programs in terms of intervention, two, the deployments of officials in terms of assisting us in compliance, and three, I think all the programs that my colleagues have spoken about that the minister was able to give us support as he has presented was also what was happening in the Limpopo province. So without wasting time, let me thank you. Uh, If ever there are any other issues, we'll respond to questions. Thanks, Chef. Thank you, Honorable MEC.
7: I now invite uh, Mpumalanga, Honorable M. C. Lajmina rain
15: well, thank you, Chair, and greetings to the Minister, as well as to the uh, Chair and the Deputy Chair of the NCOP, all delegates and
2: um,
15: staff. I have been appointed in this position as MEC for Public Works Roads and Transport in Mpumalanga for two months now. So I'm a little bit uh, new in this department. Um, however, uh, safe to say, um, while I am new in this department, um, I have already experienced the challenges in respect of um, your taxi challenge uh, violence. Um, grievances by bus operators. Um, So, Chair, if you could um, allow me to present. um, I know we are speaking, or the theme for today is mitigating the impact of COVID-19 pandemic in the transport industry. Um, But as I'm sitting here, I am presenting from the car monitoring the situation in Middleburg, where we have a um, dispute between two associations. And as a method of resolving the disputes between the two associations, we undertook all procedures to ensure that both parties could come to some sort of an agreement between themselves in respect of appointing a mediator. Um, after those uh, uh, processes, where ventures uh, with myself, uh, we saw the the lives of mutters being more. Important. Important, and therefore we decided to in national land transport act. Uh, in terms of suspending the operations of the route, um, to suspend the routes, but um, we still have violence on the uh, ground. But I'm proud to say that the department has managed to um, maintain that, and the situation is controlled. Um what makes me proud is that I can sit here saying we have no lives lost, um, which is an um, important factor in terms of the community that we deal with. So we have submitted a presentation. Um, I think the presentation is in your uh, position. I'm not sure if they're going to be in the presentation, but allow me to take you through in terms of the background. Um, uh, in Kumulanga as a province, we have 71 registered taxi associations, and that comprises as follows. Eklanzeni um, uh, district, we sit with 20, and um, that comes with Bande at 28, and uh, 23 in Inkangala district. There's 24,933 taxi vehicles registered and almost 90, uh, 9,776 active members that's registered. The department is also managing seven bus operators. Uh, Chair, what we will note is um, there's no PPEs that was uh, supplied to the bus contract. Um, they provided the sanitizers uh, to the passengers at their own expense. Um, on page three, we're uh, dealing with the PPEs that was received and the department received the personal protective equipment for Mkumalanga public transport industry on the 6th of April 2020 um, from the department of transport as an intervention to contain the spread. Uh, We have included a table indicating the items received as well as the quantities. Um, On page 7 we show the additional materials that was received in terms of 7600 one litre bottles of sanitizers, uh, 46,800 surgical masks and 120 20 litre sanitizers. On page eight, uh, it's just a continuation of other PPEs that was received by the department.
16: I'll share. We can't hear anymore. Yes.
7: Uh um I'm, I'm also begging to hear yeah. what's happening. Honourable yeah. MEC. Your sound is back, but not the MEC's one. No, it's is the MEC. It's in detail uh, in Pumalanga issue, <laughs> not a free state one. No, the <laughs> MC is in the car, it's working. <laughs> that is why we're going to appeal to Hey, if she still has got some problem because we know the Honourable <laughs> Minister of Transport has got energy can quickly run to Mitlipe and assist if ever it's failing to deal with the challenges of those taxis in, in Midlipe.
16: <sighs> but the problem uh, is in Dumalang.
7: No, let's go to Northwest. MC, Honorable MC Lehari, Northwest. Honorable Lehari? Honorable Lehari in Northwest? It's also struggling. If that is still a problem in Northwest, Northwest, we can go Uh, to.
17: I'm, I'm here, I'm here, my chief.
7: Okay. Continue, Honorable Lehari. Focus on areas that were not covered by the Honorable Minister Mbaluri.
17: I will do that. Uh, on, on behalf of uh,
7: Northwest, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, even though yeah. the picture is not there.
17: OK, thank you very much. Let me acknowledge and greet Uh, leadership present in this meeting, just to save time. Uh, I think minister has covered many of areas in the province. But the purpose of this uh, briefing uh, for the National Council of Provinces on the intervention measures implemented by the Northwest Department of Community Safety and Transport Management is to mitigate the impact on covid 19 within the public transport services in the province just in brief the announcement of lockdown by his excellency the president last year in march took the country and transport industry by surprise and the operation in the sector was minimal and in some instances came to a standstill I'm, I'm summarizing this report because of the 10 minutes given. For a period of two months, small bus operators, contracted to, for a period of two months, small bus operators, contracted to provide land transport, came to a standstill as schools were closed and, Subsidized bus operators stopped operation for a month. Small bus operators were given first priority with assistance of disinfectants, sanitizers, and face shield as only grade 7 and 12 learners were returning to school. During that period, we used only 358 buses to transport learners to school. 358 buses we were assisted by the national department of transport uh, thank you minister with a consignment of personal protective equipment PPE for public transport operators this enabled the department to further assist small bus operators with PPEs as more buses were returning to operations in total uh, Jefferson 195 operators and 681 bus drivers were supplied with PPEs. Added to that, the department has appointed 63 monitors to assist in ensuring compliance and others will be appointed later in this financial year. As indicated in the slide, on screen Chairperson, 47 of 63 monitors were women. In already mentioned earlier, the department has donated over 1,300 liters of sanitizers, over 2,100 liters to these victims, and 681 face shield to small bus operators. As per the Directive of the National Department of Transport. The department has further reprioritized 5% of the budget for the procurement of PPEs for public transport operators. Jefferson. This was done to assist all operators with PPEs, but as we had not assisted subsidized operators, they were then prioritized. As the slide indicated, in the case, we assisted the following operators Atamelang, these are public transport, not Lena transport. Atamelang bus transport, Amarosa trading, Bujanala bus, and Pumutra with a total of 175 20 liters of sanitizer. The same operators were also assisted with 145 20 liters of disinfectant, 65 scalp sacks, and equipment used to disinfect buses, and 1380 face shields. The same let me repeat the same operators were also assisted with 155 uh, 20 liters disinfectants, 65 uh, NEP scars and equipment used to disinfect buses. I think you know it. And 1,318 face shield. I think my report uh, con- uh, consists of uh, eight, 19 pages. So I've summarized this uh, report to um, uh, four pages. The rest uh, leadership will read from those report. In conclusion, Chairperson of the NCOP, some of the, the this equipment used to invent buses will be distributed once more to the taxi industry. Just in addition, I think we visited Almost, we have close to more than 90 taxi ranks in the province. We visited almost close to uh, 60 taxi ranks in the, in, in the province. Uh, both in rural and in urban areas. Just to distribute uh, the PPEs, was also taxi, taxi's are also part of our transport. Now, we will also distribute more face shields to small bus operators for the drivers. As the schools opens on Monday, we're on that process. There's a problem for that. Now, I think up so far so good.
7: Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, and, uh, uh, Honorable M.C. Lehari. Let me now invite Northern Cape Honorable M.C. Bloom. Honorable Bloom.
18: Thank you very much to the Honourable Chairperson of the NCOP, Honourable Amos Masondo, the Deputy Chairperson, Honourable Sylvia Lucas, our Honourable Members present, all Misses present, staff and all delegates present. Let me once for, once more, in many ways this past year, has forced us to draw closer to each other, not only to fight crime, accidents, and the loss of our lives in our roads, but an invisible enemy known as the COVID 19 virus that has claimed millions of lives across the globe. Now, Chairperson, since we, as a province we have also submitted our presentation, I'll touch here and there. Now, So far for us, creating communities where we are safe and not only meant that arresting criminals and fighting lawlessness, but also arresting the spread of the virus through stringent monitoring and enforcement of law, down regulations regarding transport. Now, in mitigating the impact, the mitigation of the impact of the pandemic COVID-19 since its inception, lockdown regarding the public transport. I won't touch the legislative mandate. As you know, that during the lockdown period, as per declaration by the president of the Republic of South Africa in relation to the outbreak of the pandemic, the following measures were put in place in the province. One, the provision of improved access of those hygiene protocols. As we you know, that hygiene protocols is to adhere to the and to be in line with the Disaster Management Act. Now we embarked on transport, public transport, also by operations, ensuring that transport is in the province. Hygiene protocols are adhered to. And then what we did in the Northern Cape, marshals were also recruited and appointed Whereby, every day in at every taxi rank, they were there to keep that hygiene protocols were followed. There were sanitizers. There were in each and every taxi, mask every pa- commuter and even the bus driver, the, the taxi drivers. The marshals made it clear that they must wear their masks. So, in all taxi. Uh, Ranks. all hygiene protocols were followed. Now, during the restrictions whereby there were curfew regarding the public transport, in the Northern Cape, we were assisted by, we thank very much for the assistance of the SAPs, who are also land enforcers in the province, Together, we were working together with the defense force. They were assisting in the department regarding the curfew as per restrictions. Now, in the loading of public transport, a vehicle regarding the restrictions which were supposed uh, traffic on minibuses. buses Restrictions were at higher too. Eight passengers, whereby now the number was reduced. Regarding the taxi industry, the in taxi industry in the province was very much affected. It was very much affected, but due to the campaigns which in the province we've done across the the, the the areas, there are some regions in the province. As we know that Northern Cape is the most vast province scattered. So we managed to have those campaigns at those taxi ranks. Now that in order now for the department to adhere to the strict measures and to the disaster management and to adhere to the hygiene protocols the taxi industry it continues to assist this public transport as i said that we have submitted our 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 our, our presentation now fortunately in the northern Cape the Department of Transport, we are only having two taxi associations, whereby we did distribute some sanitizers by the assistance or through the assistance of the national department, our Minister Fikilemba balula So we have distributed and sanitizers, gematol disinfectant, snap snacks, gloves, masks, almost empty bottles. They were empty bottles were almost 35,000, masks were 89,000. This was in a form of a donation by the national department to the provincial province department. So there were disposable products of chair, which were almost 106, disinfectant, cash spray, Numbering amounts to 50, and then the gematonic disinfectant, there was 67 times 20 liters. We would like to thank our minister for the donation the provincial department has done to the province, since knowing that in order for the, 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 the same department in the province, in our province, in the Northern Cape, in order for those regions to receive these sanitizers, we had to use transport, and most of the budget ends in transport alongside the road. Now, bus operators, there were bus operators What effect from the 1st of May 2020. Bus operators, companies, they resumed full operations, and there were at the depots, there were infect- infections were, were done, there were trips made or visitation made by the department, so hand sanitizers were also given to all buses and even uh, passengers, commuters. Now, it is important that from our monthly operational passenger test, most of the buses here in the Northern Cape, approximately 80% to 90% of our passengers, except for end of the end peak, however, was the review of the operating schedules. Timetables are there, not need to be there. Timetables were made available. So since the lockdown restrictions were lifted to level three, our team in the department in the province did monitoring of passenger volumes and to ensure that should be there any extra trips, kilometers to be operated by any company the necessary amendments had to be implemented. Now we are having challenges. We have encountered that. We have experienced challenges regarding the cutting, the continuous cutting of the budget in the province that affect our activities. And always, and also the second main challenge in the province, as far as the, even the the monasteries are aware, We are having a shortage of traffic officers in our department, but the recommendations is that to the committee is that the program to monitor that operations will continue to adhere to the COVID-19 lockdown regulations. Now we're having, I've also submitted the how part as to how where well, the PPE distributed as i've mentioned so without wasting any time chairperson i would like to say thank you
7: thank you uh, honorable mc bloom i'll now invite the western cape uh, honorable mc simas western cape
4: um, <clears throat> thank you very much. Uh, House Chairperson, firstly, to the, na- um, Chairperson of the NCOP, uh, the Deputy Chairperson of the NCOP, the National Minister of Transport, Honorable Fukulim Balula, uh, members of the NCOP present, all fellow provincial MECs, uh, the National DG and all relevant staff. Um, firstly, uh, thank you for this opportunity, Honorable House Chairperson, to present the Western Cape Government's, uh, response the subject which we've been asked to prepare for today and with that I would like to hand over to my head of department who will do a formal presentation on behalf of the Western Cape uh, to clearly illustrate what we have done in response since the commencement of COVID-19 as a provincial government through this relevant provincial department. Thank you very much House Chair.
19: Uh, thank you very much, uh, through you, uh, Honourable Chairperson and uh, the MEC. Uh, just want to check that you can hear me all right on your side.
7: I can hear you. We can hear you properly, Judy.
19: Thank you very much. So much appreciated. Uh, we also have provided a formal presentation through to the committee uh, team. But instead of presenting it, I'll just take a few of the highlights uh, through for you this afternoon. So from the Western Cape Department of Transport and Public Works' response to the COVID-19 pandemic and dealing with the impact on the transport industry, I'm going to just touch on a few areas, uh, one which focuses on the intergovernmental relationships that we put in place to be able to respond to the pandemic, how we responded on our planning, establishment, and no, operation.
5: I have a question, Honorable House uh, share oh. Honorable, honorable Miamang. Miamang. Miamang,
7: no, 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 no. I, I honorable I Miamang. Thought we are
5: being, I thought uh, we are being addressed by the MEC's Honorable sure. House Chair. Oh, they've
7: made that arrangement. They've made that arrangement.
19: Thank you let you, share.
7: Yes, thanks. Can you continue, Honourable Ajoji? Uh, 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 uh,
19: thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. So uh, then to focus on and provide a bit of detail around the planning establishment and operation of what we call the Red Dot Taxi Service, uh, and to then give you an overview around how we dealt with transport operations around a transport hub and the utilization of technology. And then what a number of the uh, Honourable MECs have dealt with aspects around distribution of PPE and sanitizers. And in something that as a department we were requested to support, which is around the repatriation uh, and or evacuation of foreign nationals. And we utilized a part of the transport industry to support us in that particular program. And then I'll touch on dealing how we support the Department of Education in the Western Cape with the learner transport aspects and then finally the traffic law enforcement side. So if I may begin with an indication of the intergovernmental relations that we put in place. Right up front, when uh, we were informed about the lockdown and the um, disaster regulations, we established a ministry co- coordination committees with the city of Cape Town, worked with the disaster management centres and the necessary JOCs. And what we were able to then do from an intergovernmental and integrated approach is respond to the immediate challenges from a supply point of view of public transport and where operators had problems. We were able to provide guidance where many of the operators needed assistance to understand and interpret the regulatory environment that uh, we now found ourselves in because it was something new to everybody. We were able to then also provide provide, uh, comments and inputs to the national department of transport as they went through their consultation processes with the provinces around the various regulations and we also then put in place collectively a live monitoring system so a to the moment monitoring system of public transport particularly across the metropolitan area which brought in place surveyors um, at public transport facilities, utilized CCTV cameras across the system, as well as then a passenger feedback process. In trying to support particularly the minibus taxi industry, as the lockdown occurred, and as has already been said, there are a number of instances where industries uh, certainly immediately felt the pressure from a passenger perspective. So, we established in collaboration with Santaco Western Cape, so the South African National Taxi Council in the Western Cape. They formed a company called Umaniano Travel Services, and we established a partnership with them and our provincial Department of Health, where we created a red dot taxi service that had two different aspects to it. The first one, fundamentally, to be able to transport people to and from quarantine and isolation facilities that were necessary in the Western Cape, as well as then providing a service for the healthcare workers, who particularly when there was the curfew hours and public transport wasn't able to operate, but contracted services could We put in place this particular contract with Ilmaniano in in other words, with the minibus taxi industry. So as of January, 2021, the Red Dot service also now provides um, and supports the Department of Health with discharging patients from hospitals uh, to to their homes to be able to support the throughput uh, of patients in our um, healthcare facilities. To give you a sense, uh, from the start of the Red Dot service, as at the end of March two thousand and twenty-one the service had provided one just shy of 196,000 healthcare worker trips from 25 hospitals in the cape metro there were just over 22,400 successful quarantine and isolation trips that were operated across the western cape not just in the metro but the cape winelands the overberg region garden route uh, central Crewe, and west coast and overall we've used up to 250 minibus taxi vehicles that, um, and their drivers and operators that are specifically dedicated to provide this particular service uh, for the Western Cape. We then, from a compliance point of view, and um, many of the MECs through your chair have mentioned about uh, compliance monitoring of the use of PPE and others, we put in place a process where we can survey uh, at facilities utilizing cctv cameras and then technology that our department had already invested in we could utilize with minor alterations for an app where the where the surveyors could provide on the ground an immediate feedback to us to this live system to allow us to then direct people to respond where we found that facilities needed to be cleaned, where there wasn't sanitization happening, or when we needed to deploy uh, law enforcement both from the municipality's point of view as well as from our own department. The presentation that uh, has been submitted provides some screenshots of the types of surveys that were done, the data that was received. And this also, then we make sure we report through on a regular basis to the National Department of Transport, where we also identify trends across different types of facilities uh, and different operations. We use that and something called a USSD code, where we then advertised to the public a particular code that they can utilize to provide feedback to us as a department about where work needed to be happening. So if, for example, a driver wasn't wearing their mask or if there wasn't hand sanitizer on board, passengers could actually provide us directly with that feedback to allow us to then respond. In terms of the bus services, the contracted bus services within the Western Cape, our department oversees the Golden Arrow bus services as the one company, and then in collaboration with the George Municipality, the Go George Bus Service. We worked with the operators to ensure that the services could be operated safely during the lockdown period. The city of Cape Town did the same thing with their My City service. And during that particular process, we implemented measures to adjust. Um, the timetables that adhere to the capacity restrictions, ensuring that hand sanitizer was on board, screening of employees, et cetera. So all of those things were dealt with. And we also put in place a contract addendum with Golden Arrow Bus Services as a department to ensure that their services could operate viably uh, during the lockdown period from a financial perspective. From a procurement and distribution of sanitizer perspective, again, we actually assisted Gabs, uh, George Link, which is the company operating the Go George services, as well as the City of Cape Town and Santaco, we procured and distributed sanitizer and PPE. And then also, as other provinces mentioned, donations received from the national uh, department were also then distributed through to the industry. The quantums are provided in the presentation that we have previously submitted. In terms of the repatriation process, we used a different part of the public transport industry to be able to provide some kind of services for them and some financial income. So SANSPARC, the South African National Small Bus Operators Council, as well as Saboa members were approached and contracted to provide transport services of foreign nationals for foreign nationals to be repatriated through the various Uh, What's the word I'm looking for through their consulates? Um, And overall, in that particular. As we move
7: towards conclusion, HOT.
19: Will do. Thank you, you, Chair. Uh, In that area, we supported and paid just short of uh, 830,000 Rand to that particular operating grouping. On the learner transport side, once again working with the Department of Education supported there, and in the public transport and the law enforcement side, our law enforcement teams worked under SAPS's direction to ensure all the roadblocks and aspects that others have already mentioned. Through you, Chair, in conclusion, I believe that from the Western Cape's perspective, there were good intergovernmental arrangements in place. We developed a plan of action that we could utilize to respond to. There was a great focus on communication and behavior change. And many of the solutions that we developed and tested through COVID, we are now taking forward into new programs that we're implementing uh, post the immediate COVID response. Thank you very much.
7: Thank, thank you. Uh, Colleagues, honorable members, minister, chair, we now have a better sense of what uh, uh, transport uh, nationally working with the different uh, emissies in our respective provinces as the house that is representing this interest of provinces at national level. We understand everything that has been done when it comes to the provincial intervention to mitigate the impact of COVID-19 the transport industry it's very encouraging to have a sense and appreciate the role of the minister in making sure that it's supporting across the board and uh, uh, all the provinces are coming to play to deal with the impact of this new normal that is facing the country and the world Uh, thanks acting uh, msc western cape for making it possible and bring somebody we understand the situation because we are not the one who's in charge of that department. Uh, the uh, KZN MC is still part of the preparation as you are aware about the challenges of uh, losing uh, uh, the princess uh, uh, in KZN. So there's that uh, uh, official uh, ceremony tomorrow. So that is why she could not uh, make it in time, but uh, she will send the presentation so that we can go through. Without much ado, I'll take this opportunity to give it to Ntate Sondo, our chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, to take uh, the final part of this program to its logical conclusion. Ntate Sondo. Thank you
1: very much, Chomo and Nyambi. We will now move on then, Honourable uh, Members, to uh, the questions and executive response.
2: Um, uh, so, the, the, the basic question is us uh, that 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 period basically is is uh, uh, to
1: find out if, 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 if any of the participants uh, have any key questions uh, to, to raise uh, or any uh, key responses that uh, that they, that they may, may may like in addition to what has been contributed. Uh, that's what. Are there any any questions? Um, any significant uh, 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 comments over and above what has been said?
2: But let's start with questions.
1: Honourable members, the floor is now open. Are there any questions to any of the uh, MSCs? And I see Ryder.
9: Uh, Ryder this Ulecane, uh, and the Point. in that order. That's that with right? Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, and to the MECs. Thank you. Particularly MEC Mamabolo, nice to see you again. At least it smells better where we are today than the last time we met. Uh, was at the Civil King Treatment Works, I think. So there's a better smell in the air today. Uh, MSC, I wanted to just make the point that, uh, uh, you know, saying that 70% of our transport, public transport in Gauteng, is made up by taxi transport is certainly not something to be proud of. And that should be something that we're looking to change. Uh, the The bus system and the train system operating in Gauteng is, is hopelessly inadequate at this stage and is not serving the majority of our commuters. And as you say, people are left at the um, uh, at the hands of the taxis and the taxi operators, which are privately run. And of course, uh, there's, there's issues around subsidization there. And like you yourself said, that uh, uh, some of the price hikes that we've seen, particularly over COVID, when workers have been under financial pressure and financial strain, uh, some of those price hikes have, not helped matters uh, and not really assisted the commuters. So just to make that point, 70% is something that we should be working to change. And, and perhaps some of your ideas on that would be most welcome. Uh, MEC, you made a comment that uh, veterans are going to be utilized to to do certain things. Um, I'd like you just to expound on that because it sounded to me like it's a bit of a pre-election employment plan to, to, to try and uh, garner a couple of extra votes. If you can just tell us a little bit more around how that's going to happen, uh, that would be most welcome, please. And then of course, also the crowding at taxi ranks has become the big issue. Now, I hear what you're saying about the fact that marshals have been employed um, and marshals have been sent out, but we all know that marshals are, are not always listened to and, and, and the, the instructions are not always complied with. So can you tell us a little bit about the taxi ranks that are lying either vacant or unused uh, or, or part completed? And I mean, certainly we can look at things like the 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 City the, Bing uh, the taxi rank that has remained uncompleted since uh, MEC Bawi's days. Uh, we can look at the Mall of the South taxi rank that has, because of, of, of disputes between different associations, um, has not been employed yet. So if you can give us an idea of, of, of what's being done to improve the situation around taxi ranks, please. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you
2: very much,
1: Honorable Raida.
12: Honorable Mr. Uh Kalewa Amdulas Tulo. Kalewa Lidi M Cal presentation is our honor. Lim Minister go tsoa ga ke lebe le holoholo ho machine How ho tsoa kena ka and respiratorya semane ho na le hiking spot o mo ja le ke batla ho tsimaha ho ya naona hiking spot eo itse lebo pala mele bali taxi bomo lao <laughs> o ba ne ke bona di taxi tsenatse kholo di se di fola <laughs> mo nuno tsona di pala <laughs> mise a mono ho di tsi ba ho tsoa ho tso ya ga ya bo be di ho MC machine ni ke taba ya association e ke tsapanga ho lo roa tibakayo. di permit tsa bona dintse di le matsohong a mongodi wa, wa, wa permit board eh di court order tsa bona tseleng tsa tsona go di implement ho so implementu le ga gen lena me ke rata ho tsebaho MC corona baba hole baba ka ka rolla mathata Amokhatlwowa uh, Mohokare taxi Association. Kialikwa Mdoulas
2: Thank
1: you very much, uh, Honorable Mletani. Uh, uh, we will now move on to Honorable Detroit.
8: Thank you, Honourable oh, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Chair, I've got uh, two questions that's directed to the MEC Bolo from Gauteng. Uh, firstly, what is the total cost per employee per month? And I'm referring to the taxi marshals that you refer to. That includes their training cost. And secondly, it's no secret that budget cuts took place across the board in South Africa. And we are supposed to save rather than spend while still focusing on safety. MEC government has a bloated wage bill. Why were military veterans appointed to monitor the COVID regulations at schools instead of providing the relevant material to schools to fulfill that duty? And um, did I hear correct? Did you say that these were permanent employment that, that took place? If you could just elaborate on the matter. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you very much
1: let's let's start with questions that were raised by honorable Ryder. um uh, i'm sorry raising, Mr. Mama i'm raising uh, let's I'm have responses scared. from you both in relation yeah. to what has been 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 raised by, uh, by honorable rider and, and the issues that has just been raised by uh, honorable
16: Twitters Chairperson, just before MEC Mamabolo is the oh, chief okay. VPN, I'm yeah. alerted that uh, the MEC Eastern Cape was in and out maybe because of connectivity. So he since indicated his availab- her availability. So is it not possible to consider the summary from the Eastern Cape and then the questions be responded to?
1: Yeah, uh, Mister Tigana, why don't we start with you first before we come back to the
2: the, the questions? Just a high level summary. Mister Tigana, from the western to the eastern Cape. <laughs>
1: Right. Mec Tigana from the west, from the Eastern Cape.
16: We we have done everything possible, Chair. Okay. If not available now, I think I bear with you and.
1: Okay,
16: let's move on to the responses. I know the okay. comment of Honourable Raeda. Thank you, Chair. Uh,
1: Mama
13: Bula and uh, response to Detroit and then Honorable Ryder. Thank you very much uh, uh, Honorable Chair I'd like to say to Honorable Ryder that um, on Sunday I'll be, on Saturday I'll be in Midvale Fixing Roads. Uh, if he will be there he is most welcome um, To join Um, the questions that he read. uh, Let me start with the uh, situation involving taxi ranks. Um, As he said, those that may currently not being welcomed. I think chair my point is that um, the overriding principle around taxi ranks in our province, is that um, for many years, these taxi ranks have not been properly taken care of. And we saw it during COVID-19 and our visits to the ground. Uh, this is an area that requires um, effort uh, from ourselves to improve the conditions at taxi rank. That's an overriding principle. I think uh, the the our coordination as province and municipalities on the management of taxi ranks. Uh, it's an area that we have agreed that we are going to tighten up and improve, uh, involving the taxi industry. So the general situation there, it's it's a, it's it's a, it's acknowledged. Um, it, there's a very painful reality there that. Um, we need to improve the overall coordination, management of tax trends as a matter of principle, and I think it's an area of a high area requiring high levels of oversight. Uh, I guess uh, from honourable members, so that we can help each other to strengthen oversight on tax trends, um, so that resources by municipalities by ourselves could be directed to improving these um, facilities that really cater for the overwhelming majority of the people. Uh, he made an example about uh, Ferena and taxi Rank. Uh, I just want to say to, uh, to him that uh, we are very much pleased that we announced to the tax industry and to the people of Mfuleni and Sidibein that that takes rank. Uh, we are partnering with uh, uh, HowTrain to build not a taxi rank, but an intermodal uh, state-of-the-art facility. And uh, we've already, as a department, appointed how train as um, um, an implementing agent to build a state-of-the-art intermodal transport facility, which will include all modes of transport. Um, Taxi ranks marshals, uh, I think, uh, Honorable Ryder, it's important just to clarify that taxi rank marshals are working in taxi ranks on a daily basis. We have seen their efficiency, their effectiveness, uh, because they are in charge of commuting activities on the ground. And therefore, I'd like to assure you that um, they are being listened to, they are in control, they are doing the work. And I'm very much pleased that as our province, we supported them financially to incentivize them to do the work because we couldn't live the lives of people to chance. So we have seen dedication, we have seen good results, have, and, and that infrastructure, Honorable Chair, is still there. It's working daily. Uh, and uh, we are intending to sustain it as part of uh, focusing on improving management activities at Texaranks. Um, We are paying, just uh, the question that was raised by Honorable Detroit on this issue, we are paying 3.5 to every uh, taxi rank uh, marshal, and um, uh, we trained them ourselves. There were no additional costs. Uh, It's just uh, the daily stipend, and we benchmarked with with a living wage uh, to make sure that we give them an income that will encourage them to save lives of our people, although the amount, uh, in terms of uh, proper living standards, is still low. But uh, we did take um, the living wage benchmark. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, as a as a as a as a as a, as a point. Uh, the last point is the on um, on um, military veterans chair um uh, without taking your time the military veterans will be deployed to schools to monitor learner transport compliance we have employed five we have um, 536 military veterans that will each be assigned to a set of schools to check learner transport and to protect the learners this is not uh, an election um ploy or anything It is basically intended that we have got capacity on the ground by our military veterans to do the checks and enforce compliance uh, on the ground. So that extent, Chair, I hope I have covered uh, all the issues. The only one remaining, and I can see, Chair, that you don't have time for me, much time for me, but there's the issue of the dominance of taxi industry in the public transport mode. Uh, minister will agree that... uh, the overarching policy that we are working on is that um, in the medium to long term, uh, rail must be the backbone of transport, and in particular, public transport, whether freight, uh, whether passenger. But um, but in the, the the policy we are working on is to make rail the most uh, dominant and popular mode of a mass transit to transport people. Chair, I have tried my best. If there's any issue, I'll get guidance from you. thank you very much. We'll move on. We'll ask
1: MEC Machining to respond to the Brunefontein taxes and permits that are being kept by the Permits Board. As, Thank, as you by, uh, uh,
4: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Firstly, there is no tax rank at old and respiratory as when you get inside. There is no tax rank What these people are doing, they are come in there and we keep on monitoring that place every time, we are impounding those that are there and then take them to an impoundment, center just to indicate that there is no taxi rent. In it. Uh, that's what we are doing, we are impounding them, enforcing the law in that area that On the issue of Mohokari, I think they did not tell you the truth. What is the truth? The truth is that, they wanted to have an association. But having that idea of having an association, they did not meet the requirement of how many members should be there to form an association. That's why the department took them to the higher court and then they lost. Because the implication of giving people that do not meet the requirement. Everyone can wake up tomorrow and form an association. And I think it will be a chaos. So, the reason why they lost the case on the second round when the department challenges that was that they were not meeting the quorum. We are not against anybody to have the permit or establish an association. But in terms of the law, they have to meet a particular quorum. So that we can move together. We cannot allow people to undermine the law. That's where we are. Thank you very much, I'm prepared to talk to you on the side and explain to you what about when they talk and talk to the parliamentarians, they don't tell them the truth. And with me, in the department, talk truth straight as to what is happening. Thank you very much. So, chair, others. I see your hand is up. Narcha no, is the
12: old one. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Oh
1: okay. Thank you very much. Uh, uh no, thank you very much. Honorable uh, uh, I see your hand is up.
8: No, it's older and the chain.
1: Older. Okay, thank you very much. Um I really ask the, the table there to please lower their hands uh, when the matter has uh, been uh, attended to. Uh, please do that. Let's try one more time to see if Honorable uh, M.E.C. Tikana is, is around. Honorable Tikana from the Eastern Cape? No? Seems there's no one there. Uh, uh, I hope the minister is still. I'm coming, honorable chair.
4: I'm coming, honorable chair. Yes. My girl, I'm the loyal chair. Please
1: proceed. Just uh, uh, a short summary.
20: Okay, I'm, I'm struggling with the. With okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, That's a way so, to a okay, so thank you, Chair. So let me talk on the impact of COVID nineteen on passenger tra- tra- transport. Uh, bus passenger services, operating local services in the province, are not youth yet uh, fully operational due to a number of issues. That is, people are still working from home. Uh, the employees are elderly then there's a rotational work concept still being applied in organizations as well as schools and institutions of higher learning leading to reduced ridership both uh Eastern Cape is three, having three bus uh, companies it's uh, the Algoa bus covering the Nelson Mandela area, Maibuya Transport Corporation, and also the AB 350. Both Alcoa Bus Company and Maibuya Transport Corporation closed for a period of five weeks from March 2021 in line with the national lockdown uh, regulations. Currently, Alcoa Bus Company operates at 80% of its capacity. The department had experienced an impasse with the bus company, which receives government support through the PTOG, were RAIN, they demanded payment for standing kilometers instead of taking advantage of the various offering from government. With respect to the MyWire Transport uh, Corporation, the pandemic resulted uh, in the decline in revenue collected due to fewer number of passengers transported and uh, unreliable service rendered to passengers. The trip schedule was also amended due to less passenger demand. At level two, the transport regulations permitting passenger carrying capacity was amended to 70% for long distance travel and 100% for short distance trips with effect from 18th of August. Uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic continues to be hindrance in ridership. The resurgence of the school second wave in quarter three has negatively affected revenue collection and passengers transported. Although the bus's carrying capacity was 100%, there was still a fewer number of passengers traveling due to COVID-19. Uh, on revenue, uh, during 2019-20, it was 25 million. Then on 2020-21, it's, uh, the passenger revenue is 15 million. Uh, generally, COVID-19 has impacted the movement of people and this has had an impact on the load factor with regards to flying community as many business engagements are conducted uh, virtually from tata airport which is the only government owned facility providing uh, commercial air services the situation is no different since the opening of the airport the current loads are on average of between 20 and 30 passengers per flight and here has been a small increase since the airport opened after lockdown, uh, the department has supported uh, the public transport industry with uh, uh, an amount of uh, 13 million uh, from PTOG for the procurement of PPEs. Uh, we produced 680 times 25 liters of sanitizers, 803 disinfectors, and 600 miles, 270 distance markers, and 2,000 window window stoppers, which were distributed to the following, to Algoa, Maibuye, uh, AP350, and Eastern Cape Bus Operators Councils. We are having 193 taxi associations. Uh, on scholar transport programs, the numbers increased uh, when the schools were reopened because of the Of the savings which were noted during realized during the lockdown level five, we targeted 87,000 learners, but they were increased after the opening to 124,000 learners. But the situation now is still has still reversed to 203. Those are the issues, Chair, which I I thought I wanted to, to. share with the meeting unless there would be other issues. In conclusion, Chairperson, as a department, we keep monitoring the situation on the ground and provide the necessary support to the industry and stakeholders. We further expect that the infrastructure programs being implemented and those in the planning stages will assist the province's uh, economic recovery initiative. Thanks, Chairperson, and uh, honorable members. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much. Um, Are there any specific questions? To Honorable Ruti Any questions or comments? No. Uh, We'll move on then to see if the Minister wants to make any comments. Honourable Minister, any comments?
2: No? No comments? Uh, I
3: was struggling. Honourable I, was members, struggling. Uh, I was struggling, Chair <laughs> Sir. I was struggling. Oh, okay, okay.
1: The- I, I just wanted to know from you, Honourable Minister, if there, there any comments? Uh, given the uh, uh, all the inputs that have been made by the various uh, MECs uh, and, and, and members of, of, the, of the NCOP.
3: One or two comments, if any, if not, we'll move on. No, I must express appreciation for the NCOP uh, for convening this briefing to look at the economic impact of COVID-19 pandemic on transport sector and mitigation measures. Uh, We have outlined extensive response we have put together as a sector, which constitutes our contribution to the economic uh, reconstruction and recovery plan of the country. The briefings by the MEC have demonstrated the collaborative nature of our interventions. And the hard work provinces have been doing in mitigating the impact of COVID-19 Indeed, Chair, public transport remains our focal point, both in terms of arresting the spread of infections, but also recovery. Uh, this includes our capacity in traffic policing, introducing 24 7 policing hours. We are working closely with all the MECs in making this reality. The work is indeed unfolding in earnest towards the implementation of the ambitious. Resolutions of the national text in Kutla, and uh, members have been very emphatic, emphatic that we should stay the course and implement the ambitious program. Uh, in my initial input, Chair, I elaborated on the impact of the pandemic on the aviation sector. The changing aviation landscape, mostly as a result of COVID pandemic, required us to review our aviation policy, which is what uh, we are doing. Um, And a whole lot of other areas which I will not dwell on, maritime, public transport. Overall, we have taken to heart some of the issues that have been raised. Uh, Please be assured of our commitment to remain vigilant in tackling uh, the adverse effects of COVID-19 in transport. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh,
1: thank you very much, uh, uh, Honourable Minister. Um, now, Honourable uh, uh, colleagues, uh, uh, we will then move on to the closing remarks by uh, the Honourable James Mohai. Uh, but before he does so, uh, just in case uh, uh, we forget, uh, uh, on the part of the entropy, uh uh, an expression of appreciation uh, for the minister uh, to make himself available uh, to address the NCOP and to express, uh, respond to a variety of issues and questions that were directed at, the, at him and his overall team of uh, uh, MSCs. Uh, but the total will will be done by. Uh, uh, Mohai, uh uh let's move towards closing let's let's listen to, to your remarks uh, and we'll close thank,
16: you, thank you thank you very much uh, uh chairperson of the council and the deputy chair uh, house Chairperson, minister mbalula and honorable emissaries we can hear delegate. you
17: from the west it's more than 20 minutes. I can't hear I'm you. Thank you very much.
16: Honorable uh, MECs, uh, Teman-
1: we, we have moved on. Uh, we are now at, uh, closing remarks uh, by the, 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 the chief. Chief. Uh,
16: thank you, uh, special delegates. Allow me, uh, Chair, to, to join hands with you in expressing appreciation uh, to the Minister of Transport, Minister Fikile Mbalula, and the various MECs for their briefing on the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on transport sector in our country. They have given an account of the measures that our government has put in place to mitigate the impact of the pandemic in the transport sector. Freight and logistics sector, as well as aviation industry. We are encouraged by the appropriate response and elaborate contingencies that sector, under the leadership of the minister and various MECs, have initiated to mitigate the impact of the pandemic on the sector. Since the outset, since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, cities across the world have had to enforce massive restrictions. On public transport in order to limit transmission of the virus and ensure safe passage of key workers during the emergency response. Minister Mbalula and MECs have outlined the dire impact of the pandemic to all public transport locations, such as public transport and aviation. They have also outlined how the pandemic has resulted in enormous job losses with many operators such as AXA, Prasa, Autopac, having no choice but to scale down on their operations. Sadly, some operators are facing completely shutdown due to less viable routes due to reduction of passengers. The social impact are undoubtedly significant while those with access to private cars might enjoy uncharacteristically quiet roads for poorer households that depend on shared transit being, transport being denied, motorised travel for months could have disastrous consequences. Most low-income residents will have no choice but to walk or cycle, and I must indicate there's a poor infrastructure regarding cycle in our country which continuously need to improve. But with added curfews and outdoor time limits, access to work and social services are likely to be severely impeded. Uh, Chairperson, research shows that discretionary consumer spending may decline by between 40 to 50 percent translating into 10% decline in gross domestic product, with numerous second and third order effects, such as reduction in tax collection. The most immediate and visible effect of this is a massive reduction in revenue for the government to continue with the national agenda to deliver quality services to our people. Bold measures and decisive interventions are required to respond to the pandemic, while also ensuring decisive interventions to forge ahead with creating strategic partnerships with measures to weather the COVID-19 storm. We want to reassure uh, the minister and all MECs of our support in rallying all sectors of society to ensure that the pandemic doesn't reverse the gains that we have made in reversing the legacy of underdevelopment, especially poor infrastructure in our communities and providing our people with reliable and safe public transport. Once more, we want to thank you for sharing this uh, valuable information with us, it will be used continuously through our oversight uh, in terms of probing further some of the issues that has been shared with us. Thanks the most. Thank you, Chairperson. Now, thank you very much, uh, Chief Whip. Uh, Honourable members, we have come to the end of uh, this uh, uh, special uh, uh, briefing uh, session.
1: Um, and on the note uh, on which the chief whip, uh, concluded uh, uh, until we meet again. Uh, but at this point, uh, I, I wish to uh, declare uh, uh, this briefing uh, uh, closed. Thank you
17: very much. Thank you very much, Chair.
18: Honorable <laughs> Kenny. Thank you, thank you. Bye.
2: Thank you, Chair.
17: Is the meeting still on? No, uh-huh. go and rest. Oh, for for more than t- twenty minutes, I was not yeah, hearing you. Yeah, it's over. You
7: can rest now.
17: Rest, rest, oh, chief. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much, my leader.
2: Thank you, Chief Web. Chief Thank you,
0: Will. As I forget, I'm trying to move some people.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. We still have, uh, a few. Yeah, uh, it looks like it. Uh, the NCOP server. I don't know who that is because I've put the...